Hillbilly Horror Stories presents Eerie Encounters. This story didn't happen to me, but it was told to me by a friend. I've always believed in creepy stuff, and I've had it happen to me, but this one just made me believe it even more. So this is what she told me. I had just gotten home from work around 2 in the morning. My dog was barking her head off at the sight of me. I put my bag down and I sat on the lounge reading some text that I'd gotten from some of my friends and family. Before we get back to our story, I wanted to give you an image of what my friend's house looks like. As soon as you walk in the door, there's the backyard, which is a big glass sliding door. Then, near that, is the dinner table and the lounge room. Then there's the bedrooms and stuff down the hall. Alright, so back to the story. After looking at my phone for a while, I got up because I was hungry. As I got up, I looked out the backyard and I froze. I saw someone standing out there. I couldn't see their face properly because the backlight wasn't on and they looked to be facing away from me. I slowly moved out of view from the back door. My dog is barking her head off like I've never seen before at this thing. I poke my head around looking at the backyard and it's gone. I stand up and I call my dog to come follow me. She follows me into my bedroom and I shut the door. Well, there's a window in my door. It's not very big, but you can still tell if someone's out there. My dog came up on the bed and we were trying to get some sleep. I was awoken by the dog whimpering and trying to get far away from the door. I turned my head and there I saw it. A tall person who looked around six foot tall and they were just standing in the doorway. I couldn't tell if they were looking at me or facing away. I just laid there with tears in my eyes. I thought I was going to freaking die. What felt like forever, I watched the person walk away. When they did, I took my phone and I called the police and told them what had happened. I was told to stay on the phone with the operator. I heard something breaking upstairs and then I heard someone running down the hallway and they stopped right by the door. I couldn't see anyone, but I heard them breathing. I told the operator and they told me to stay calm. What felt like forever, again, I heard the police sirens outside and I jumped up and ran up the hallway so freaking fast that I felt like I was going to fall over. I opened the door and I ran out with my dog. At this point, I was crying so much that I couldn't even talk. After I calmed down, I was hugging my dog and one of the officers that went into the house said that they found a couple of things broken and nothing else. But they asked me if I had left the back door unlocked. I said, no, I always lock it. And it was locked before I got home. My dog uses those little pee pads so there's no need for him to go out the back door. The officer said that it was unlocked and it was a little bit open. I called my parents and my mother came and picked me up. And I was just crying in the car the whole way. After I calmed down, I told her what had happened. My mother didn't know what to say. I couldn't sleep the rest of the night after that. I've been staying with my parents and sometimes with my girlfriend. And that was her story. And it's been a while now since it happened, but my friend is doing good now. She does sometimes wonder what would have happened if that thing got her. My friend is about five foot four, so you can imagine a six foot thing trying to grab you. It's a scary thought. My story was sent from Leslie in North Carolina.
I was having a tense conversation with someone that I used to be really close to years ago. The conversation quickly devolved into a passive-aggressive fight that ended with the other person getting in the car and driving away. As I started heading back inside, the other person came back, got out of the car, and started our conversation again. The tone of voice was totally different and the stance was different, and the feeling in the air was completely off. I don't know how else to explain it. As the conversation progressed, the other person started saying some nasty and mean things that were completely out of character. I said, this isn't like you, Rachel. They said, what makes you think I'm Rachel? I remember continuing the conversation and talking to the person for a long time, but I don't remember anything specific. I do remember becoming more and more alarmed and knowing something just wasn't right. Finally, I told the person to go home. They complied and left. I went back inside and started telling my sibling about the situation when the doorbell rang. This was maybe two or three minutes later. It was the person coming back to apologize for the original fight. They had been driving around town for a long time and didn't want to go home, leaving things unresolved. I asked why they had said some of the things from the last conversation, and they looked at me like I was crazy. They had no idea what I was talking about. Totally could have been lying, but that situation just felt dark. It scared the hell out of me. The story came from Kenzie in Little Rock, Arkansas. I was living with my mother-in-law in a house that she had just purchased a few months before. We had all had various weird feelings or experiences in the house, but two really, really stick out. Collectively, there were three dogs living in the house at the time. One evening, we were all sitting with our backs to the hallway. Now, this is significant. We were watching a movie. All of a sudden, my German Shepherd and my Terrier both perk up their ears and start staring down the hallway behind where we are sitting. I mean full attention. I notice and I turn around. The light in the hall was off. It was dark. But of course, I don't see anything. Five minutes later, they're still staring and now they're growling. This time, my wife and I turn around and we both watch as the light switch on the wall gets flipped to on. Dogs went crazy and so did we. A few weeks later, same scenario. The light is off and we were watching a movie. A German Shepherd loved to play fetch and we always had a million balls around to entertain her. This time though, she's staring down the hallway and wagging her damn tail. This time, we all notice again and we start to watch. I swear to God, a ball, a single orange tennis ball, came rolling down the hallway towards her. We all went white. A story was sent anonymously. My mom-in-law was having these dreams a few weeks after moving into a new house. About the house catching on fire and burning to the ground with all of us inside. Absolutely horrible. 
About three weeks after these dreams, we woke up one morning and distinctly smelled smoke coming from the house somewhere. Panicked, we all started searching and running around the house like chickens with our heads cut off. We eventually came to the garage. On a rafter, we noticed there was smoke coming from out of a fluorescent light fixture. At that moment, I realized, my God, it's attached directly to this old, dried-out beam. The light was left on all night, and it was clearly burning the rafter ever so slightly. Lights are not supposed to be secured or screwed onto a rafter like that. So we like to think that our ghost hosts were looking out for all of us. After that, her dreams stopped. That story was from Lucy in Fort Leonard Wood. When I was about 17 and was in my bedroom crying my eyes out over something, home could be difficult at times, and that evening I was really upset. I really needed someone to talk to, but the only phone in the house was downstairs where my parents were, so calling a friend wasn't an option. I didn't know what to do to deal with this crap that I was trying to live with, and really I felt that it couldn't go on much longer. I remember thinking, please someone, just help me. Not a prayer as such, I'm not really sure if that does any good. More sort of a mental scream into the void. There was definitely no one in the room with me. It was a very tiny room, and I had my back to the chest of drawers. And then I felt something on my left shoulder, as if someone was standing behind me and resting their hand on me. I could feel the weight of each individual finger, and the palm cupping my shoulder. I could also feel the warmth from it. It didn't scare me, but it was enough to stop me crying. I guess the feeling lasted for a minute or so, and then it just stopped. I have no idea what it was, but it was enough to calm me down. I wish I could feel it again. A story was from Beth in Titusville, Florida. You have been listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories Presents Eerie Encounters. If you have an eerie encounter that you would like read on the show please send it to hillbillyhorrorstories at gmail.com.